Good, good. We are excited about uh, Pink Impact Women's Conference coming up. I want to encourage you to get registered for that, for the trip for uh, our youth. That is coming up, $35 by February 25th. And uh, also on March the 1st for Baptism Weekend, Made New Weekend, celebrating with those that have made the decision to follow Jesus in baptism, water baptism. Uh, you can get signed up online for that right now at yourimpactchurch.com slash baptism. And we would love to celebrate with you on that weekend. We always have a great time doing that, and uh, we believe it's a big deal. And so we encourage you to get signed up and get baptized if you've never been baptized and you've accepted Jesus uh, as your Lord and Savior. And I want to jump right in because we have been in a series since the beginning of the year uh, on our church's word for 2020. Everybody say it with me. Progress. Progress. And today, welcome to part six of a series that we don't know when it's going to end, but at some point it probably will. <laughs> Uh, part six of a series that we're calling Progress, and you can see there we've kind of based this off of Proverbs 4.12 where the, the, the verse says your progress will have no limits at the end of this list of it. Basically, if you follow after Jesus, if you're following after wisdom, if you're doing certain things, the progress that you can make in your life will have no limits. And so we've been talking about these different areas of our lives, different topics. In part one, we talked about being pruned for progress. We said you can't truly make progress and skip the pruning process, even though a lot of us don't like the pruning process. Uh, in part two, we talked about the process uh, that is required in progress that you have to go through, that it's this journey and and that. In part three, we talked about the table and the pantry and how when God blesses you, it's not so that you can build a bigger pantry to store everything in. It's so maybe that you can build a bigger table to share it with others. Maybe God wants to overflow out of what he's blessing you with into other people's lives. And then part four, we talked about training day. Come on, you got to train yourself. You remember that message? You got to train yourself. You're not always going to feel like doing what you ought to be doing, but you've got to train yourself to do what you know you should do, like Paul said. And and then last week, Dave Goff was in and uh, spoke a message called My Part in the Progress, and I just trust that you were blessed by that, and it was encouragement to you, and maybe it challenged you a little bit as well. And then today, for part six of our series, I want to talk to you on this subject. I've simply titled this one, Even If Faith, Even If Faith, if you're following along or taking notes, and about three years ago... Uh, a lot of you probably weren't a part of the church three years ago, but about three years ago, uh, I felt like there was a message that God gave me called Even If. And as I began to study back in December, and I was kind of going through uh, what God wanted to say through this series at the beginning of the year, and I came back to this story in Daniel chapter 3, which is where we're going to be for uh, just a moment today. And I felt like God was showing me some things that he wanted me to tell you about Even If faith. Faith that says, even if something doesn't happen, I'm still going to be serving God. Amen? And so uh, I want to I jump in, and today we're going to begin in Daniel chapter 3. And just to kind of give you some, some uh, lead up to where we're going to start today in verse 13. Nebuchadnezzar, uh, this king has created this gold statue that he's commanding everyone to worship. And many of us have heard this. I was, I was, as I was reading back through this story over the last few weeks, I was reminded of the kids' version that we've heard so many times because we have four kids that are ten and under. Uh, Veggie Tales, come on, where my, anybody know about Veggie Tales? Veggie Tales, right? 
And there's a song, there is a veggie tale. I don't remember what year it came out, but it is all about this story in the Bible. And it's all about a, a chocolate bunny. Come on, somebody. And I had that song stuck in my head as I was reading this. It was like, the bunny, the bunny. Oh, I love you. Come on, you. All right, I'm the only one. That's all right. <laughs> but I was reminded about that as I was, as I was reading through the story again. And, and so there's this gold statue that everybody is commanded to worship. And three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are not following the command. Uh, They're rebelling against the command. And then we pick it up in verse 13, and we're going to read quite a few verses and then dive in today. It says, Nebuchadnezzar became very angry and called for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were brought to the king, Nebuchadnezzar said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you do not serve my gods nor worship the gold statue I have set up? In a moment... You will again hear the sound of the horns, flutes, lyres, zithers, harps, pipes. Come on, they had a full band, somebody. They were bringing the statue out with a full-on band. And all the other musical instruments. If you bow down and worship the statue I made, that will be good. But if you do not worship it, you will immediately be thrown into the blazing furnace. What God will be able to save you from my power then? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, saying, Nebuchadnezzar, We do not need to defend ourselves to you. Come on, there's a word for somebody today. (laughs) Sometimes you don't need to even defend yourself against the enemy. You just speak the word of God. You You just have faith in what God said. Verse 17, if you throw us into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from the furnace. He will save us from your power, O king. But even if God does not save us, we want you, O king, to know this. We will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar just, (laughs) I just, I I, I just, I think about that and I don't want to read over that because here they are facing this blazing furnace that is right there in front of them. The king has called them into this special area and he's like, you know, you're going to hear some stuff again. And if you make the decision to bow down and worship, that'll be good. But if you don't, this is what's going to happen And just the fact that they were able to stand there and say, you know what, even if God doesn't do what we know and think he can do, we're not bowing down to what you think we need to bow down to. We're going to remain faithful. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he changed his mind. He ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were tied up and thrown into the blazing furnace while still wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes. Let me just point out the fact that the Bible says trousers. I just love the the fact that it throws that in, that it could have named all these things, and it throws in the word trousers, right? It's just awesome. You should read your Bible. The king's command was very strict, and the furnace was so hot that the flames killed the strong soldiers who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace. Firmly tied, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was so surprised that he jumped to his feet. He asked the men who advised him, didn't we tie up only three men and throw them into the fire? They answered, yes, O king. The king said, look. I see four men walking around in the fire. They are not tied up and they are not burned. The fourth man looks like a son of the gods. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar went to the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out. Servants of the Most High God, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. When they came out, the governors, assistant governors, captains of the soldiers, and royal advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies. Their hair was not burned, their robes were not burned, and they didn't even smell like smoke. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their God has sent his angel and saved his servants from the fire. These three men trusted their God and refused to obey my command. They were willing to die rather than serve or worship any God other than their own. So I now give this command. Anyone from any nation or language who says anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be torn apart and have his house burned into a pile of stones. No other God can save his people like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the area of Babylon. I think there are, I want want to talk to you about five things today from these 18 verses. Five things about even if faith. Even if faith. Here's point number one. If you're taking notes, write this down. The enemy gives second chances. The enemy gives second chances. We have all heard, right? We, we, we say it a lot. We, we're like, God gives God of second chances. God of second chances. God of second chances. Well, I came today to just warn you that the enemy will give you another chance. The enemy gives second chances. Let's go back to Daniel 3, verses 13 through 15. Nebuchadnezzar became very angry and called for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were brought to the king, Nebuchadnezzar said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you do not serve my gods nor worship the gold statue I have set up? In a moment you will again hear the sound of the horns, flutes, lyres, zithers, harps, pipes, and all other musical instruments. If you bow down and worship the statue I made, that will be good. But if you do not worship it, you will immediately be thrown into the blazing furnace. What God will be able to save you from my power then? He brings Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. People around him are looking. They're looking. They're like, hey, we're all bowing down. Right? And I see this in the VeggieTales form in my mind, you know. We're all bowing down. And those guys are not bowing down. <laughs> you know, somebody's snitching. Somebody being a tattletale, right? Come on, where are my parents at? Somebody's telling on somebody else. And so the king's like, hey, bring them, just bring them up in here. I want to give them a second chance. Bring them into this room so I can give them a second chance. They, 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 were, they were pretty brave and they were pretty faithful and they were pretty, you know, they, they took a stand out there. Let me bring them in here and let me give them a second chance. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego They had taken a stand, but the enemy, the king, was right there to give them a second chance to give in. A second chance to give in. And I wonder today if anybody has ever felt like you overcame something in your life only to be presented with an opportunity to go right back to it. If you ever were in a moment in time where you felt like, I have kicked this, I have been set free from this, I have been, like, I am living for God 100%, a few months go by, year goes by, three days go by, three hours, and you're presented with another opportunity 
and something happens and somehow things just orchestrate just right to where you have another opportunity. You have a second chance to give in. And you were so proud of yourself. You were patting yourself on the back. You were calling your friends, telling them that, oh, you'll never get, I've been, you'll never guess what happened to me. I'm just, I'm just delivered. I've just been set free. And then the enemy's standing right there to present you with one more chance. One more opportunity to go back. Do you, do you, do you want to go? You know, I'm going to, when you hear all the musical instruments again, maybe you didn't hear them. The first time, I'm going to get them to play a little bit louder this time so that when you hear them again, if you bow down, that'll be good. That would be really good. It would be good. But if you don't, I've got a backup plan. The enemy will provide you with second chances. Maybe you've overcome an addiction, but the enemy is providing you another opportunity to walk right back into it. Maybe you you took another job so you could have more time with your family, but the enemy's providing another opportunity for you to busy yourself and go back and neglect your family again. Maybe you worked hard to get out of debt, but the enemy is convincing you that you need that thing that you know you don't really need. And the only way you can get it is to go back to the place that you have worked so hard to get out of, but now you've got a second chance because we really need the new furniture. I mean, have you seen our furniture? I mean, that recliner is not comfortable anymore. And we just need, you know, we have freed up all this space in our finances. And the enemy's like, you know, you could have it at 0% for six months. But when you don't pay it off in six months, $757 worth of interest has been building up over six months. It's going to come on top of what you've already bought. <laughs> Let me just give you one more opportunity. <laughs> Let me give you one more chance to go back where you used to be. Even though you've overcome some things in your life. The enemy provides second chances. I think about how the enemy came at Jesus three times. And we read this just a few weeks ago. With temptation, Jesus overcomes it, Jesus overcomes it. And then it says the enemy left him until there was another opportunity. He's going to bring another opportunity to try to get you to go back where you came from. To try to get you to go back to that thing, back to that debt, back to that addiction, back to whatever it is, back to that relationship. He's going to give you another chance. He's going to bring you in, make it sound really good, intimidate you a little bit. Well, what's going to happen? Well, I'm going to be all alone if I don't go back. He'll provide you another chance. He provides second chances. We have to be on guard every single day as we make progress because the devil will be quick to provide an exit ramp for you to get off and get distracted and go back to the way things were. The enemy gives second chances. Here's point number two. About even if faith, even if faith remains faithful. 
even if faith remains faithful. Verses 16 through 18, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, saying, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves to you. If you throw us into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from the furnace. He will save us from your power, O king. But even if God does not save us, we want you to know. You know, you brought us into this room. Let me bring you a little bit closer. God is able to do all of this stuff. But let me tell you something. Even if he never does it, we will not go back. We will not, even if God never does another thing. I'm not going back. Even if God never sees this circumstance change. I'm not going back. Even if faith doesn't give in when something doesn't happen. And we live in a culture, and I'm going to get all over your toes for just a minute, but if we don't see the miracle, if they don't text me back in three minutes, I'm done. If I don't see healing in the next week, I just don't know if I can believe in a God. Well, why why does he listen, listen. Even if faith doesn't have to understand. Even if faith says, even if you throw me in there, I'm not bowing down. Even if God never does another thing, I'm not bowing down. I'm not giving in to the second chance that you are providing for me to go back and do that thing again or go back into that lifestyle or go back into that addiction or go back into that thing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they trusted God to deliver them. But they were determined to be faithful regardless of the outcome. Regardless of the outcome. Can I let you in on a little secret? There are a lot of things, probably most of the things in your life, you cannot control the outcome. You can't control the outcome. Your job and my job is to be faithful. Is to be faithful. And let God handle what God handles. Even if this never happens, I'm still serving God. Because my faith in Him is not based on what He can do for me. Come on, somebody. Some of us are serving God because of what God did. And that's a great starting point. But at some point, it's got to shift to even if God never does another thing. I'm not walking away. I'm not walking away. God is faithful. I'm going to be faithful. If God always rescued those who are true to him, faith would become unnecessary. Being a Christian would be a great insurance policy. And you can imagine, there would be lines of people. Lines of people. 
to get this insurance policy that says, you know what, God will deliver you from everything that you ever need him to deliver you from. That, that you'll never have to go through anything hard. You'll never face any trials. You'll never face any tribulation. Every relationship will be great. Like all of this stuff will be just awesome. There are people lined up everywhere. But where's the even if faith? The kind of faith that says, I know he can, but even if he doesn't, I'm staying faithful. I'm staying faithful. We have to be faithful to God whether he intervenes on our behalf or not. And the question today before we move on to point number three is, what if God doesn't change your situation like you would like? What if God doesn't miraculously change your financial struggle? What if, what, if you never see, what if you never see the fruit of the seeds that you've been planting in somebody while you're alive? Will you remain faithful? What if, what if your financial situation is hard work to get out of rather than a miracle that happens overnight? Will you remain faithful? What if God doesn't do it like you want him to do it? Will you remain faithful? It's even if faith. Here's point number three about even if faith. Even if faith upsets the enemy. Daniel 3, 19 through 23, then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he changed his mind. He ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were tied up and thrown into the blazing furnace while still wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes. The king's command was very strict, and the furnace was made so hot that the flames killed the strong soldiers who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace. Firmly tied, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell into the blazing furnace. The, the king turned up the heat so hot that the people that were taking them to the furnace to throw them in died. And I wonder, I wonder if there's anybody here today or watching online or that is listening to this on the podcast that would be able to say, that no matter how the enemy tries to come at me, I'm still going to keep serving God. That no matter what the enemy tries to bring into my life or tries to do to me or tries to harm me with or tries to discourage me with, I'm still going to serve God. Have you ever made the decision that you were going to serve God no matter what and then it felt like the heat got turned up in your life? Some of y'all are walking in that right now because it's a new year. And you made some resolutions. And you said, progress. Woo! <laughs> and you walked into 2020 and you were excited and you were like, yeah, we're going to do it. And now it's part six of this series. You're like, I don't know if God's going to do it. <laughs> Can you preach another message that says God's going to do it? I felt like, oh, we, st we did that thing. 
And we were just, we were all in for God. And then it got hard. And the heat got turned up. And I went to work in January. And I looked around and it was like nobody liked me. Even if faith is going, when you make the decision to say, even if, no matter what, in every circumstance, every single day of my life, I am going to be faithful and serve God no matter what. Get ready. Because you have already made the enemy upset. Now listen, listen, listen. Don't walk out of here and be like, well, I was the only one to do with God because this is going to make the enemy mad or whatever. Listen. <laughs> here, here's, here's the good news in all of this. I've got in John 16.33, we're probably all familiar with this. He says, Jesus, I told you these things so that you can have peace in me. In this world, you will have trouble, but be brave. Why? Because I have already defeated the world. So here's the good news. That even though the enemy gets a little bit frustrated, the God that you serve has already defeated the enemy. Listen, can I tell you why the enemy is so mad and so upset whenever you make the decision to have this even if faith in your life? It's because he already knows where he's going. He already knows what his destiny is. He already knows what he's, what he's doomed to. And he just wants to take as many people down with him as he can. And whenever you make the decision that I'm going to serve God no matter what, like you can bring anything that you want to at me. I got my armor on. I'm suited up. It doesn't matter what you do. I'm staying faithful to the God that I serve. There's not anything that the enemy can do when you're in that mindset. When you make that decision, what, and here it is right here, Romans 8, 31. So what should we say about all this? If God is for us, who can be against? If God is for us, no one can defeat us. If God is for us. What can the enemy possibly do to me if God is for me? Even if faith is going to upset the enemy. But take heart. Because Jesus has already overcome. The battle has all. We sang it today. It is already done. It is already done. Come on, is there anybody at church today that believes that Jesus already did everything he needs to do for you to overcome everything that you need to overcome through him? So don't, don't get scared when the enemy gets upset. I was expecting this. I was expecting you to try to do something. I was expecting you to try to come against me because I already made the decision that no matter what, I'm serving God. So no matter what you do to me, I've got that even if faith. 
even if faith. Here's, here's point number four about even if faith. Even if faith draws a crowd. I want to bring the worship team back. Even if faith draws a crowd. Verses 24 through 27. Then King, King Nebuchadnezzar was so surprised that he jumped to his feet. He asked the men who advised him, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the fire? They answered, yes, O king. The king said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire. They're not tied up, and they are not burned. The fourth man looks like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar went to the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out. Servants of the Most High God, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And check this out in verse 27. When they came out, the governors... The assistant governors, the captains of the soldiers, the royal advisors, they all crowded around them and saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies. Listen, here's what happened. He calls them out. They come out of the fire. They come out of the situation. They come out of what they thought was going to kill them. And here come all the people. How in the world did you go through that and come out standing on the other side, even if faith draws a crowd. Listen, anybody ever had something happen to you, and then when you came out on the other side of it and God brought you through it, that he, now there's people in your life, you're like, wow, God is using me to help that person because they're going through something similar that I went through. God's helping me to speak into that person's life because now I can speak into them because I've been through this in the, the same situation they're going through. Listen, even if faith draws a crowd, you light something on fire and people will come to watch it burn. When you make the decision to have even if faith, there will be people that will watch you. Know that I know what they've been through. And I don't know what they have, but I want that. Because they're still standing on the, and not only are they still standing, check this out, they have joy. There is joy in their life. And people will begin, God will begin to, to, to set up divine appointments with people that you can help and you can speak into or that will speak into you. And connections that will be made because of the things that you've been through when you come out of what you're in. Even if faith draws a crowd. For some of you, what you've been through has been allowed so that people will be drawn to you in your experience so that this next point can happen. Here's point number five, and we're going to wrap it up with this, that God always gets the glory. God always gets the glory. God always gets the glory. Verse 28, then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their God has sent his angel and saved his servants from the fire. These three men trusted their God and refused to obey my command. They were willing to die rather than serve or worship any God other than their own. So I now give this command. Anyone from any nation or language who says anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be torn apart and have his house turned into a pile of stones. No other God can save his people like this. Then the king, what? Promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the area of Babylon. Three guys who were taken captive, living in a place where they didn't even belong, were promoted. Why? So 
God could get the glory. The king who made one, one law that said, listen, you can't worship any other gods except for, except for this statue and the gods that we serve. And because three people took a stand, three people said, no matter what, I'm not bowing down. No matter what, I'm staying. No matter what, I'm serving God. No matter what, I'm faithful. No matter what, I've got even if faith. And no matter what you do to me, you will not turn me away from the God that I serve. Because three because three men made the decision to have even if faith. God got all the glory. And all across this place that was not known for worshiping the one true God, now there's a law made that anybody who speaks against the God that they serve, and by the way, can you tell me a little bit more about the God that you serve? Because no other God can save people like this just happened. And God got all the glory. Listen, listen. Whatever you're going through, Somebody said it this way, you're either coming out of something, you're in the middle of something, or something's right around the corner. Because in this world, you will have trouble. But whatever it is that you face, or that you are facing, or that you're going through right now, or that you're coming out of, or whatever, listen. The reason that God allows things in our lives is not to destroy us. It's so that He can get the glory. Why? Because it's all about Him. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about our comfort. It's not about us getting what we want. It's not about everything going our way. It's about us living our lives in a way that says, you know what, no matter what, God gets all the glory all the time. And if I have to go through this so that God can get glory in three people's lives at my job, then I will go through this so that God can get the glory in three people's lives at my job. I'm looking for somebody who's got even if faith. Somebody who is willing to say, no matter what, I'm not backing down. I'm not turning around. I'm going to remain faithful no matter what. Even if faith. Will you stand today? When we make the decision to stand on even if faith. God can use our circumstance to get glory. I want you to close your eyes for just a moment. I want you to ask yourself, do you have the kind of faith and commitment to Jesus that like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it says in every situation, my God is able to save me. I believe my God will save me, but even if he doesn't do what I want him to do, I'm going to live for him no matter what. Come on, just search your heart. Just, just ask the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, will you do something inside of me to give me the kind of faith that says, I know God can do it. I believe God will do it. But I'm standing up today to say that even if he never does it, I'm not walking away. I know that he's faithful, he is good, that his plans for me are good, that there's a purpose in what I'm walking through, that God will see me through, that he'll get all the glory. He'll get all the glory. So with your heads bowed, your eyes closed, 
I just want to ask you one simple question, and then we're going to sing a song. I want to bring the prayer team down. If you're here today and you say, you know what, I want, I want even if faith. I want even if faith. I want to be able to stand in my workplace, in my family, when I'm, when I'm walking through town, when I'm at the grocery store, when I'm on vacation, no matter where I'm at. I want the kind of faith that says no matter what, no matter what, no matter what, the kind of faith that makes the decision in advance, that even if something happens that I didn't see coming, I'm not walking away from my God. I'm not walking away from my God. I will serve God no matter what. Come on, if that's you, you're ready to make that declaration today. Come on, just throw your hand up in the air right now. I want to pray for you. Come on, everybody that says, I want even if faith. I want even if faith. God, you see every person's hand all across this room today. Lord, people that are declaring right now, we want even if faith. And so I ask you right now, Lord, for confidence and boldness and strength and everything that every person needs individually so that they can walk out of these doors today with a new new understanding of you with a new revelation of you with a new faith on the inside of them that says no matter what no more is my faith determined or or, or contingent upon how things are going or how I feel or what God does for me or what God doesn't do for me or what God allowed in my life but from this moment forward my faith is based on the fact that no matter what he's good he's faithful and I'm going to remain faithful and I'm going to keep serving him so God give us faith Give us faith that says, even if we believe you can, we believe you will, but even if you never do it, you've already done enough. We're not turning away from you. So God, as we sing this last song, if there's anybody here, Lord, that just maybe, maybe they're struggling with that. Maybe they're in a place of real struggle today, Lord, that that you would draw them for prayer. Maybe those that just need somebody to agree with them over a situation in their life that they're walking through, God, that you would draw them for prayer. So as we sing this last song, if you need prayer for anything in your life, we invite you to come down. Let somebody pray with you, pray for you, believe with you. Holy Spirit, would you draw every person today who needs prayer in Jesus' name.